All right, hey, how's everybody doing? How's it going, guys? Welcome, everyone, to the Canadian Perspective, <clears throat> your source for leftist political news. Are are you are you sad or something? How are you? What? How's it going? You seem you don't seem too excited. I'm sad. I am sad. What are you sad about, Cole? NDP aren't returning my calls. Maybe we should get into what the stories we're going to cover today. Well, no, let's talk about this first. Okay, shit. Uh, what, were you, what did you want to tell them? I was going to tell them specifically because you they ask you what are your opinions on certain things. Like I was going to say, okay, I'm giving you this money, but I want you guys to use the money effectively when you campaign. For example, in areas where provincially NDP members have won, you can utilize the same volunteer group to run federal candidates. That's a great idea. Like, that's obvious. It should be obvious, right? Yeah, they don't. They don't. Exactly. If you look in my area, my area that I lived in, provincially, when there was a provincial election going on, there was much more NDP, um, you know, yard signs and, and presence in the area um, and flyers and there was door knocking going on for them. And then during the federal election, there was n almost none for the NDP in my area, which is ridiculous. So how do you expect to win an area that is obviously winnable because they won provincially for the NDP mm -hmm. and then they do no campaigning in that area federally and of course they lose come in third place like you have a group of supporters you have some you have a, a group already organized already there's already organized. a system in place and you just don't utilize that system and they have experience yeah in running a successful campaign, utilize them. I'd actually love to volunteer for one of these campaigns. Of course, I would too. Are you kidding me? So I would love that experience. That's something that I, I would definitely say to them. Why aren't you guys utilizing the provincial groups, volunteer groups that run provincially? No, I 100% I, I agree. 100% agree. So, yeah. On my end of things, I'm getting the vaccine on the 16th. Yeah, so. okay, yeah, you're getting the Fuck vaccine. everybody else. <laughs> I'm getting the vaccine before teachers... So yeah, I'm getting the vaccine before a teacher that I know, my my friend that's a teacher. Why are you bragging? I'm getting the vaccine before him. It's not something to brag about. No, it's not. And I the the problem that I'm bringing up is mm -hmm. the fact that teachers aren't getting the vaccine soon enough. They should be one of the first people. Yeah, they should be. Along with the uh, uh, frontline workers, right? Cole's, Cole's <laughs> bringing up the blinds here. I'm opening the blinds to see some sunlight. I don't like the sun. Why? Because it burns my skin. Okay. I'm so white. All right. The reason why I don't live at the equator. Because you weren't born there. Yeah, there basically. There <laughs> no. All right. So, stories we got to talk about today. Actually, what? Can I talk <laughs> about the... Did I, did I cut you off? No. Sorry. Um, you want to talk about more about how the teachers are getting boned? Yeah, I was I was just making a point that teachers are getting boned with the vaccine because Pallister hates teachers. Yeah. We will talk about that um, later in the podcast. I also wanted to uh, bring up a point that someone asked me in my personal. They asked me whether or not, from a lefty standpoint, is it ethical to uh, invest in the stock market or how to ethically invest in the stock market as a leftist. I thought it would be interesting to bring this mm. up on the podcast and talk to people about that. Yeah, well, that's a bit of a mixed issue because the stock market, by investing in the stock market, you aren't directly giving money to the corporations, mm -hmm. but it does raise the value of their company and it is viable to them when it comes to uh, doing like mergers yeah. and stuff. So, well, how it works is when you invest in the stock market, the only money that actually goes to the uh, company is when the, the initial stocks come out and are released. Right. Uh, after that, it's just trading amongst the... Uh, people investing in the stock market, basically. Right. Right? So the only actual money that they get is what they release into the public and people buy up directly from the company. And then the rest of it is just uh, how the public sees that company, how the public sees that company uh, for how successful they're going to be or whatever, the trust that people are putting into it. It's yeah, kind of, so they use right. it as leverage, right? So right. like Coke, for example, their stock's like almost $300. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not going to go down, right? Anytime soon. Might. But you know, it might, but like probably not. Probably. They're pretty stable. They're pretty stable. They've been there for a long time. They give dividends every quarter, mm -hmm. right? So they give money to the shareholders every quarter. Um, That's another thing that I mentioned to this person was I said, you probably want to look at uh, dividend stocks. Well, what I, what, what I also Dividend wanted... yielding stocks, just because that uh, increases passive income in your life. And that's right. usually a good thing. <laughs> well, I, well, what I 
also wanted to say is if you invest in the stock market, you're not actually hurting anybody mm -hmm. by doing that investment. Nobody is getting hurt unless if, you know, you're investing in like Raytheon or like Lockheed even, Martin. Even that is not you're not directly hurting anybody. Still, yes, you're not directly uh, leading to somebody else's downfall or something like that. Yeah, Instead, it's not like it's not like you're donating money to this company that's going to bomb the Middle East and kill a bunch of moms and kids and shit like that. You're just supporting their value on the yeah on the market, market. which is so you could also say that's also not good. But I think it's okay to uh, use the capitalistic markets, their systems, yeah. in order to benefit your life. Yeah, no one's as going, much as you can. No one's going to roast you for trying to make your life better or trying to make a, a plan for your retirement. Right. That's a that's a smart thing to do mm -hmm. in a capitalist society that we live in. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, even if you're a socialist, you're still going to have a phone oh, yeah, was made under capitalism. Right. This is the argument that the right always use. Like you're, you're a fucking hypocrite because you got a phone that was made by uh, I was made by, by capitalism. slave wage workers in China. Yeah. And you know, what? it's not ethical to use slave wage workers. No, it's not. However, everybody has a fucking phone. And it's almost a necessity in today's. Uh, Are there any phones that aren't made by slave wage workers? No, no. So it's either you have a phone, you don't. Yeah. So and everybody does. You you got to participate in some way, shape, or form in a capitalist society, even though you're a socialist, because we don't live in a socialist society yet. Yeah. So right? you have to live within the because what are you just gonna do? Drop out of society and just not exist? Yeah. Is that what they expect you to do? These uh, right wingers? Like, no, that's not how it works. It's like, are you going to say no to a job that pays you a hundred grand a year at twenty two because you're a socialist and you don't think that uh, rich people should exist? Or that you think all labor is exploitative in nature? Yeah. So are you not going to take that boss position? No. Or like, of course position. you're going to take that because yeah. it directly benefits you. You can still believe that um, a capitalist system doesn't, it, like there's a lot of problems and that need to be fixed and socialism is the best way to fix them. Yeah, but you have to exist. But you have to exist, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I just wanted to um, talk about that because I thought it was interesting. This is kind of interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> also to that person. It was an interesting <laughs> thought, and I don't think you should be worried about the eth ethicalness of investing in the stock market. Also, me telling you to uh, buy dividend stocks is not financial advice. Do it. It is financial advice. <laughs> Do it. This Do is... it, pussy. <laughs> yeah. Listen. This is not financial advice. We're not financial Why do you advisors. say? Why do you say that? Because you can be held. No, you can't. You can get in they, trouble for nobody that. Nobody signed. I never signed anything. I never. I just said financial information. I just want to make it clear to people that we're not giving financial advice. However, this is information that they can use. I am giving financial advice, but no, you're stop. not. Stop it. Say the words. I am not a financial advisor. I'm not. Say those words. I'm not a financial advisor. Perfect. But. No, don't. No buts. No buts. <laughs> okay, so the stories we got for today. <laughs> okay, yeah, about, let's get into it. We're talk about Palestine hates teachers. We already know this. Oh yeah. And Tucker Carlson's recent clip where he just absolutely goes mask off, <laughs> actually, in multiple ways. Uh, and the CIA re recently put out just an absolutely hilarious ad. Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. recruitment, which We're is... going to laugh at that one. That's just... And India's current problems with COVID-19 have... It's absolutely crazy what they're dealing with. We're talking 300,000 new cases a day of COVID. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely stunning numbers. The, the country is at a standstill. Uh, and we've got some recent stories <laughs> of potential extremism in the Canadian military. And... Potential? Well, yeah, they're... Yeah. And also, right? Right. And apparently, the Proud Boys in Canada only disbanded name only. And we're going to talk about the military sexual assault uh, tribunal or questions going on right now in the House of Commons. So that's that's what we're going to be talking about today. There's a lot. Yeah. Eh. There's quite a bit. Not as much as we had last time. Listen, we got we got four pages here of stories. Anyways, we'll start. We'll start local, I guess. Let's take it local. Yeah. Pallister hates teachers. So Brian Pallister over the last... Uh, months has said some pretty crazy things about teachers in manitoba and right? plus their budget for 2021 does some pretty crazy things to teachers yeah um so basically palester wants teachers to pay out of their own pocket to buy school supplies for their uh their students yep palester also wants teachers to go to the u.s to get vaccinated put the burden of vaccinating teachers on the u.s right and, and <laughs> to be fair canada's vaccination plan has been absolutely trash 
Well, at the moment, Manitoba, I think, is close to 40% vaccinated. The United States now. is like 16 and above. Can you No, it's, it's way, it's way better. So, <laughs> it's way better. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Compared to them, that. is, that's I'm what saying, I'm saying. It's, it's not like 3% anymore. Okay, we're, yes, that's good. We're getting, we're getting there. But that's the first shot though, right? That's the first shot. That's not fully vaccinated. No, that is not fully vaccinated. So you can't count that. Yeah, you can. It's better than nothing. Okay, yes, it's better than nothing, but I'm just saying <laughs> that's not the full deal. They're not even doing second shots yet. Yeah, they are. For certain people, they are. Oh, okay. I, I think we're we're under 10%. Total? Total fully vaccinated. Jesus Christ. It's, it's still really bad, and we probably won't get better for a while. Yeah. But at least people are getting their first shot, and that's going 100% help. 100%. That's good. Well, it's good. It, it's bad, but the fact that we're making process is good. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> good it's bad it's both it's both it's, it's ugly it's bitter it's, it's good, very bitter the bad the ugly so brian pallister specifically said quote as a former teacher as the son of one as the brother of one and as one who believes in public education i've watched teachers invest their own money out of their own pocket for decades now and i just think that this is good a good fair incentive to encourage other teachers to do the same now, this is a comment about the tax incentive, the $150 tax incentive yep. write-off. Sorry, if you purchase, as a school teacher, over $1,000 worth of school supplies from your own pocket yep. for your classroom. So he wants to incentivize school teachers to pay for school supplies out of their own pocket. You get that, let's just reiterate, you get that $150 tax write-off for purchasing $1,000 worth of supplies. So you know, buy one, get one free. Buy 10, get one free. Is basically this tax write-off. Or $850 uh, loss right there for that teacher. Who also, you're taking that money out of their family. Out of the abil their ability to take, put food on their table. Granted, teachers here are paid relatively good. They're not paid like minimum wage like they are in no, the states yeah they're paid decent you know why because they have a union they have a strong union and the conservatives know that which yeah. is why the recent bill i forget what the bill number but the recent bill that deals with teachers and deals with the school system is trying to put together all the divisions to undermine their union mm -hmm. specifically undermine their union so they know that's why they're paid so much and they're trying to undermine their union so that way potentially pay them less yeah that's that's insane to me that's right. insane to me and this year or sorry the 2021 budget saw a four million dollar cut in the education system which was already underfunded plus last year it was a de facto cut because they didn't uh, increase funding enough to cover for inflation yeah so yes, that, that also is basically a cut. cut yeah so uh it's in it's insane to me Pallister is at war with all public employees. The war has continued. <laughs> he, he just since... hates workers. Is yes. What it is. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He just hates workers. Yeah. He's trying to make the lives of workers, our provincial workers, worse. Of course. That is his goal. That, that is, is the goal. goal of the conservatives, really, mm -hmm. um, just in general, despite their fancy language of being like, we're pro small business. We're pro-worker. Well, pro-business. Get business. back to work. We want you to work 80 hours a week. Well, pro-business doesn't mean pro-worker. No, it doesn't. But so, the opposite, I think. Some ways, they're literally telling you what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, it's like Aaron O'Toole having that, uh, having that ad. Hey, we're going to lower taxes for you. Except we won't. We'll lower taxes for the rich. But like, Buy me a donut and I will lower your taxes. <laughs> Get back to work. I will consume as many donuts you as that? you give me. Have, have you seen that uh, ad though? Where <laughs> no. He's just like, Get back to work. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, at the end of an ad. What a scum. As like a slogan. What scum? That's a terrible slogan. Yeah. <laughs> It's a terrible slogan. What are you doing? I want you to work 50 hours a Pallister, week, that's not what Pallister, just is trying to do that to the IBEW workers right now. Working for Manitoba Hydro. Manitoba, Manitoba first, bro. All, 20, all 2,000 of them on strike. He's trying Manitoba to get back to work. Pallister also told uh, teachers to go to North Dakota to get vaccinated. He did do that. Yeah, I, I think he actually officially did that by extending the ability to travel to the U.S. to get vaccinated to teachers and school workers. So you can't get vaccinated in Manitoba, but, you know, you can take a trip down to the U.S. and get vaccinated. Yeah, that's what he's saying. When did you have to pay for that? Like, pay for the actual vaccination itself in that case scenario? Right? Well, you have to pay it across the border. 
Well, yeah, you'd have to pay for your expenses. Brian Pallister isn't going to pay for that. No, of course he doesn't care. No, he doesn't give up. He's not going to even you. pay for your school supplies. You have to buy for your classroom. Yeah. What do you think he's going to pay for your gas? <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch ain't paying for anything. The point. There's also another point that since COVID's a thing, yes, it you is. can't share utensils. It exists, right? You yes. can't share utensils. Like you can't needles. share. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've been able to share needles for no. a long time. <laughs> but you can't. Uh, you can't share pencils in the classroom. You can't share scissors. You, you know, kids are sharing pencils. Though. Probably. We all know that. We all know that. Schools shouldn't be open because it just spreads COVID. Yeah. Too. Um, but yeah, so you're going to have to buy all new utensils for everybody. So you're buying more supplies than you necessarily would. They'll just tell the kids to buy them their own. Tell the parents to. They'll just tell the kids to buy the utensils. So, their own. Sometimes they don't. What happens if the parents don't? That kids need supplies. What if they're too poor? I don't know. You get boned. Yeah, you're boned. You go into public you're school fucked. and you get boned. You're fucked. Yeah. You're a kid and you just got fucked okay. by Brian Pallister. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. What do you want to talk about next? Tucker Carlson? Yeah, let's talk about Tucker Carlson. I have um, to find the actual clip. He, he, yeah. This, this is insane, what he said. Just insane. He said you should call Child Protective Servant Services, right? Yes. Uh, if kids are wearing masks. Kids are wearing masks out in Walmart. Call call the authorities. And if they don't come, call again. Get those kids taken away from their families because they're wearing masks. You gotta help me find this clip, Derek. Listen, listen, you're the Jamie. I'm not the Jamie. You're the Jamie. Oh, God, I'm the Jamie. I never talk. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so, yeah, this Tucker clip, I'm gonna have to edit down to, like, the, the specific parts, but here's the full clip. Uh, unbelievably ridiculous. The anti-mask propaganda he's trying to... We did give in. This grotesque version of Halloween went on for more than a year, and it's still going on. Not even Tony Fauci still pretends that masks are medically necessary. Instead, masks are purely a sign of political obedience, like Kim Il-sung pins in Pyongyang. We wear them because we have to. The only people who wear masks voluntarily outside are zealots and neurotics. How does that make any sense? Zealots and neurotics are the only ones who want to wear masks outside. Maybe people who just don't want to take a mask off when they go out of a store that they just had to wear one in and then go to a different store. Sometimes it keeps your face warm. In the winter. <laughs> like only zealots and neurotics keep that mask Listen. on. It's like, what's the problem with being a little bit more cautious during a pandemic? What, what if you're holding a bunch of groceries, your hands are busy? No, you're zealot, on your phone while you walk out with your neurotic. shopping cart. Zealot neurotic. What if you're with like a bunch of people sitting down for like um just chilling at a park? Can't. What if you're just chilling at a park? Can't. And someone's nervous about COVID. You know what? Granted, getting COVID at a park is less likely to happen. Of where we're wearing a mask makes it more or less likely to happen. Exactly. It's more What's safe. What's the problem with being a little more cautious? So it's just how neurotic are they? Well, we know. A Pew survey from last March found that 64% of white Americans who classify themselves as liberal or very liberal have been diagnosed with an actual mental health condition. And you It's just so such a non sequitur. 60% of white liberal voters in a Pew research poll found that some people have been diagnosed with a mental condition unrelated to anything to do with Guy's having a mask using... on. Dude's just saying, oh yeah, so if you have like a minor anxiety disorder, you're a mask neurotic, <laughs> mask uh, extremist. The right thinks that people have these disorders as like identity. Yeah. We'll see in the cia clip as well how neurotic are these people well look they all have they have might have mental disorders they might be anxious sometimes <laughs> like that's kind of what he's saying he's also that's just a long-winded way of saying they're libtards oh yeah yeah right? that's definitely what he's Granted, saying yes. i don't like that term no i hate that term um it's a bad term yes um a bit ableist so and you see them everywhere when you walk down the street in any major city if you dare to go on foot from Union Station to the Capitol, for example, in Washington without wearing a mask, angry Biden voters will snort at you in judgment. How could you? They're saying from behind the gauze. How could you? That's the question we should be asking of them in return. The rest of us should be snorting at them first. They're the aggressors. It's our job to brush them oh, back the and restore the society we were born in. <laughs> so the next time you see someone in a mask on the sidewalk or on the bike path, do not hesitate. Ask politely but firmly, would you please take off your mask? 
Science shows there is no reason for you to be wearing it. Your mask is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm gonna just in your mouth. <laughs> Your mask is making me uncomfortable. Would Sir, you please take off your I mask? I want to see those uh, voluptuous lips, please. <laughs> I want to see those perfect straight pearls inside your mouth. We should do that, and we should keep doing it until wearing a mask outside is roughly as socially accepted as lighting a marble in an elevator. It's <laughs> repulsive. Don't do it around other people. That's the message we should send because it's true. Because it's true. It's because it's true? Trying to keep the bacteria in your mouth and not trying to get other people sick is apparently disgusting. Is apparently disgusting in his view. He wants to spit in, into other people's mouths. He wants to take men by the throat and just forcefully spit inside their mouths. That's the type of thing Carlson likes how to does, do. How does he say As for forcing children to wear masks outside, that should be illegal. Your response when you see children wearing masks <laughs> as they play should be no different from your response to seeing someone beat a kid in Walmart. Call the police immediately. <laughs> Contact Child Protective Services. Keep calling until someone arrives. <laughs> what you're looking at is abuse. It's child abuse, and you are morally obligated How is child to abuse? prevent it. If it's your own children being abused, then act accordingly. He never explains how having a child wear a mask outside is child abuse. No. He, he never explains it. It is. He just states it's child abuse and then gives examples, in his opinion, what's similar to that. Never states exactly why that's considered a child abuse. Also, how fucking ridiculous is that? Like, kids <laughs> pick up shit off the ground and put it in their mouth. And then, like, yeah, I want my kid to have a mask on. So he doesn't do stupid ass shit like that. You want your kids to have a mask on so they don't give other people COVID if they're positive, right? What is this? Yeah, I'm going to call the police on... on People's kids who wear masks. What are the cops going to do? Take your mask off. There's no law, though. There's no law. They can't enforce anything, and they're probably going to arrest you for wasting their time, which it's I just... think is an actual law. Yes. Yeah, because they're stupid. Yeah. Well, people call the police on, like, lemonade stands. No, I, I know, but that's there's a law in place for that. I know. You're not allowed to have Stupid-ass calls. But it's dumb. Arrest the person that made that call. Yeah. Because they just hate... It's just hateful. So this is possibly one of the dumbest things I've seen. Like, Tucker Carlson is a lot dumber than I thought he was. Listen, listen. He is the voice of reason <clears throat> on the right. Oh, God. Oh, All right. God. He, is the, he is the smartest person on Fox News. No, he's not. No, I think he is the smartest person on Fox Shep News. Shep Smith? Who? Shepard Smith. I don't know who that is. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, this is just a ridiculous take. And he's been taking ri or having ridiculous takes for the past, like, three months it should just been all white nationalist mask dog whistles off. yeah or just straight up white nationalism <laughs> calling masks abuse so someone else wearing a mask is abusing you personally somehow it's ridiculous also we have a photo joe biden the size of shaquille o'neal joe biden unbelievably massive him and his <laughs> wife are actually gargantuan there's a photo of joe biden and his wife absolutely dwarfing these two older people. Who took this picture? I don't know. What is this? What's the context with this picture? I don't know. Listen, this is the problem with having just uh And Twitter audio. says, Twitter said, a wide angle lens in a tight space is the possible explanation for the outcome of Biden's photo with the Carters. Oh, it's Jimmy Carter and his wife. Oh. Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his wife's Asian, isn't she? I don't know. Smaller on average? I don't know. But why is they're dwarfing them in this picture? It's hilarious. <laughs> Biden's a tall guy, though, isn't he? Yes. 1.82 meters. That doesn't help me a bit. So apparently, photojournalists, video experts, and others have explained that a wide-angle lens in a tiny room which distorts what's closer to the camera is the likely cause. Okay, so but this Joe is Biden's just, six feet tall, so he's not like that crazy. This is just gold, though. <laughs> it just looks goofy. That's the fault of the photographer. The photographer should know that. It's just gold. Nobody liked the photo before they printed it? No. Anyways, so Biden's absolutely gargantuan. You want to do the okay. India burning body story and then do the CIA? Yeah. So we maybe. separate the funny stories? So we can't have a funny story after India's burning bodies. Well, yes. People okay. are down, and then we take them back up. That's uh, that's fair. Let's so that. India, right? I know, I know COVID is not the most... Uh, it doesn't get the most views, saying on this podcast. doesn't get the most views. No one cares about COVID. Everybody talks about COVID. I know. That's right. 
That's all the media's been talking about. But I think in particular, this story is interesting about what's happening in India right now. If you haven't already heard, India's been getting hit with a second wave from hell that has led to an exponential increase in the number of daily cases. We're talking, <clears throat> in particular, this started on March 17th. I looked at the numbers myself. And wow. that's, it completely blows away their first wave of cases that they had. The height of their first wave reached 93,000 daily new cases on September 16, 2020. That was the peak of their first wave. It's four times that now. Yes. So Over four times. This is the timeline. It broke 50,000 cases on March 26, 2021. Broke 100,000 April 7th, broke 200,000 a day on April 17th, broke 300,000 new COVID cases a day on April 24th, and as of May 1st, they reported 371,000 cases in one day. The problem in India is they are not able to socially distance as easily. They're a lot poorer on average, so they're not able to afford the... Mm -hmm. um, protective um, equipment they have an the extremely as, high population density yes and that is why this is happening so much now the, it's on the it's the responsibility of the government to make sure <clears throat> that this doesn't happen right i also want to point something out about those numbers uh due to india also has very limited testing centers so because of that the actual number of cases is much higher than the they reported. don't actually know so three hundred thousand cases which is absolutely insane in one day it's higher than that yeah. That's nuts. There's so many people in India. How many people are in India? Is over a like, billion. Over one billion. Isn't it like two billion? Uh, no, it's over one billion. I don't think it's two billion. It's got to be close. I don't think so. 1.36 billion. Okay. Um, 1.36 billion. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's a high population density. Bro, that's insane. Absolutely insane. Also... Uh, so in light of this, India now holds 16.8% of all active COVID-19 cases. Yeah, it's a complete failure of the government uh, for not making sure that COVID did not get into the country. However, again, that is extremely hard. To yeah, stop, especially I think. for such a large nation. But it, everybody knew eventually it's going to happen in India. When's it yeah. going to happen in India? Yeah. Everybody know. If you look at the Thing conditions is, that people live in in India, especially when it comes to sanitation-wise. Um, they're just not, they're, they don't have the money in order to do, get the protective equipment, the hand sanitizers, stuff like that. They can't afford it. They, they got to go out to work to feed their families. They're they, out of oxygen in the hospitals. They don't have enough hospital beds for people who are sick. Yeah. They don't have enough uh, transportation vehicles me for medical, you know, they don't have enough medical transportation vehicles. Mm -hmm. They don't have enough, uh, something important in Hinduism is cremation after you die. Yep. So because of that, the cremation centers where they cremate people outside have been completely full and overrun. And if you look at New Delhi, they've been forced to make uh, makeshift funeral pyres outside in like parks and other empty spaces. So they're burning piles of bodies. Well, not piles. It's one person per, oh, okay. per pile. That's okay. how they do it but they're building funeral pyres and burning bodies outside in like areas they're not supposed to because they're out of space completely there's so many people dying and apparently new delhi's facilities have been like cremating more than 600 bodies a day for the past week that's jesus christ that's insane man it's insane and they have a total of 18 million 762,000 active cases in india right now and the death toll has reached 208,000. 3,000 deaths a day. They, they just don't have the luxury that we have over here of being able to socially distance is the uh, biggest thing, I think. Yes, and also... Well, because lots of their lots of their households are intergenerational, right? Yes, that's true. So, like, when the kid goes out to work at the factory, gets COVID, brings it home, gives it to his grandparents, his grandparents die. But that yeah. kid's also getting money to feed his family. Right. What, and, what the fuck do you do in that scenario? I don't know. It's insane. <clears throat> You're boned. You're boned. You're fucked. Bye-bye, Grandma. <laughs> yes. Bye-bye, Grandma's right. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> so, you know, we they're literally burning bodies in the street. Yeah, that's that's insane. And the government, uh, Narendra Modi's Hindu nationalist government, I want to point that out, who also, there's a massive, if you remember, a massive farmer strike. Yes. That was ongoing. And uh, I wish all the best to them. Hopefully, they're staying safe from this COVID-19 struggle. But a large part of this was due to the government's inability to uh, deliver the proper supplies 
needed to the hospitals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like they should have mobilized the military. They should have mobilized everything. They didn't do that. They did that too late. And also from a public speaking standpoint, they didn't sound the alarm early enough. They did it way too late. Like it's only recently, only recently did the prime minister of India say anything about the increasing cases. And here's a specific case just to emphasize how messed up things are. There was a, a family, right? There was these two sons and their mother got COVID. They couldn't find her a hospital bed and she died and they had no transportation to take her to the cremation center so they had to get on their moped and sandwich her deceased body in between them in order to take her to the cremation area so fucked up that's so fucked up that's so that's that's so horrific that's man. absolutely horrific that's definitely scarring to any individual they're gonna have ptsd probably for the rest of their life yeah what the fuck can you do in that I mean, scenario? if you don't have transportation, you need to get them to the... You, you, so now somehow, they, have they can't rot in your house. I just think You can't burn them horrible. in your house either, so... Fuck do you do? Like, it's just insane. It's insane to me. And it kind, it kind of puts your... I mean, it's kind of cringy to say. It puts your privilege in check, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> right? It really it's, does. It's... I, I mean, I, it, it is cringy to say, but it, it is true. And it is true. Like, no matter how bad it is here, it is way more horrific in other places. Yeah. Like... I I not want to be living in India right now. Right now, Jesus. I would not want to be living in China right now. Or like, China's doing fine. Fair enough. I was talking more about um their authoritarianism, but oh yes, uh stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Talk about socialism on a podcast in Canada ain't too bad. Yeah, but <laughs> speaking about privilege and how it doesn't exist in the cia <laughs> oh we're gonna look at yeah, let's let's play the video let's play the video this is this is uh the recruitment ad with uh air quotes okay. um about identity politics and it's hilarious and we're going to make fun of it the whole time i mean i just can't believe they they made this ad no it's it's insanely <laughs> It's insanely bad. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. What? What are you talking about? This is how they open the ad, guys. It's how the CIA opens the recruitment ad. Talking about, I should not be ashamed for my race. I shouldn't be ashamed for my race. No shit. No one should. No <laughs> one's saying to, you should. She has to like quote a philosopher in order to solidify that statement to justify the belief that I shouldn't be ashamed in my race. The leftist point here, the point that they should have made was it doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? Then they would have made this ad. Exactly. Because this ad, I just want to go ahead and say. It's pandering as fuck. No, it clearly was written by a white, old white dude. Yeah. Who was specifically trying the heads- to capture... Like the whole like identity politics. This is an entire encapsulation of identity politics being used by authority. It, it looks like one of the heads of the CIA took the power that they have to look at personal um, bios on social media. Oh yeah, uh, like <laughs> Twitter bios, and then just use those keywords. <laughs> this is a Twitter bio ad. <laughs> Basically, though. Oh God, let's keep. I, I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. Granted, I don't know what that means. (laughs) Okay, she's got a point. She, she can speak. Point. You can speak two languages. Cool. That's that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Lots okay. of Canadians can as well. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a. <laughs> Granted, CIA material. <laughs> I can change a diaper with one hand listen, and console listen. a toddler with the other hand. Like, what do you mean by quell a crying toddler? Like, cover their face. Grab them by the neck. Cover their face. Darth Vader style. <laughs> Like what is no. that? Okay. CIA, yes, that's CIA. If you can do that, you're you're we're gonna hire you. Listen, listen, listen. The fact that you can do that is like fantastic. Good like, for you. That's cool. Right? Yes. Guys should be able to do that as well. I'm assuming lots of fathers can do that as well. But um This is a CIA recruitment ad. Okay, you can do that. I'm sending you to Afghanistan. That's called being a parent. <laughs> yeah. Granted, you should be able to do that if you're a parent. Right. Changing a diaper that qualifies you to be a parent. That's right. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. <laughs> what the fuck? 
fuck is I'm that? I'm a cisgender millennial. <laughs> Diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. What okay. the fuck is this, man? No Who one, is writing this? No one just comes out as like, I am diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. See, kids? I'm hip. I'm cool. I've got I'm, the disorders. I'm with you guys. What is this ad? Fuck. <laughs> no, no one comes out and just identifies as having a, an anxiety disorder. <laughs> having, a, having a mental illness is not a A badge. Social, it's not a badge. It's not a social like justification for being better than others. It's not what I mean, it is. I guess it the whole sucks. idea is that like you had to overcome it. But I just see this the way it's placed in this advertisement as being a way for the writer to say, "I'm hip. I know you kids. You're dealing with their mental general, disorders." It's just the general. She has one of them. I don't know. Well, that is a generalized anxiety disorder. Is no, it's I a know. Specific disorder. The, but like you could have chosen like a specific one i mean that's assuming that this person doesn't exist this i'm assuming doesn't this person exist. doesn't exist but <laughs> i mean i don't know you can cancel me for that the language but... i'm a cisgendered no, no one talks about that i am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed i'm a cisgender Listen. millennial she but you know they chain those two together the generalized anxiety and the cisgender millennial they put all because they know what they're doing yeah it's just tags it's just it's YouTube tags. Hey, listen, kids. I also have anxiety. I also am cisgender. I am cool with the trans issues. I'm hip. I'm with it. It's fantastic that now we can have a cisgender uh, female who's also a la Latina and has anxiety an anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. uh, now she has the power to topple governments. Yeah. Now she's going to you know. Now she's going to do a surveillance on uh, Venezuela. Yeah. Fantastic. Good job, America. Nice. Good job. Girl boss. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. You just checked all the boxes. You just checked all the boxes. Also, the the whole theory behind the intersectional uh, thing. There, what does that even mean? It's basically just talking about like um, what race you are, like where you fit in, your whole entire identity. I'm pretty sure. That's literally this whole ad is about what her identity is and what her race is. The whole theory behind it is everybody's the intersectional. It's just demographic. Well, it's kind of just about your demographic. I'm just saying kind this, of. this ad is just a demographic. Yeah. She's literally just completing the census. Yeah. <laughs> she does. She's I just completing know. the census. Just, but just saying that she's intersectional doesn't make sense if you understand the theory behind it. Yeah, that's, yeah it does make sense. It, it's just no one says that they're intersectional. That's just not a thing. Everybody is. Oh, she is. Yeah. She said she was intersectional. I think the only thing she doesn't mention is her sexuality. And she, she's a girl boss, Derek. And like, okay, we're making a lot. We're making a lot of points here. This sounds kind of reactionary. None of these things that we're saying are like roasting her. We're not roasting her about her identity. We're roasting the fact how it's presented. Um, yeah, for the CIA. Obvious. Like, yes. I, I just want to say, like, that's the problem. It's uh -huh. just so pandering to young people. They're trying to fix their image No, that's here. the thing. That's what I'm saying. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I love that. Not a valley girl. And okay. then they have to explain it. I did not sneak into CIA. I did not sneak into CIA. Not into the CIA. I did not sneak into CIA. Who wrote this? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, to get into CIA, you have to be a, some sort of have Duh. some sort of qualifications. It's one of the most prestigious organizations to get into, regardless how shitty it is. <laughs> like how she has to declare, "I didn't sneak in, guys." Like no shit. If you're actually <laughs> like, I, I assume she was hired by the CIA. Yes. For some something, whether it was acting or if she's actually oh. a person in the CIA. Yeah, for the ad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know with that. Um, but like. Oh yeah, accurate. If you're actually hired. If you're actually hired by the CIA, no shit, you didn't sneak in. That's not how it works. What does that mean to sneak into the CIA? I didn't sneak into my current job either. I'm not a Russian plant. <laughs> That's what she's saying. Congratulations. Congratulations. We did too many Russian plants. <laughs> my employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And Makes sometimes sense. I That's why you were hired. I struggle yeah. feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons. And I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. Okay. So many okay. more regimes to topple. Listen, so many more. So many coups that we got to do. Orchestrate. Orchestrate. There's so many fascists that we have to arm. 
That's right. There's so many socialists that we have to commit politicide. That's right. To, against. Yeah. Like. There's so many. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, like, you you made it. You have a, a prestigious job. Like, congratulations. Like, that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm not roasting you about that. I'm roasting you for working for the CIA in general. They're and a then, bad organization. Yeah. It's like I would roast the owner of the uh, Raytheon as well. Of course. Regardless of who they are. That person was trans? Doesn't I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter what their listen, identity is. Listen. It matters what their principles are. It's so nice. To, it, it's so nice to see that a trans woman can fly a plane over top of the Middle East and drop bombs on them. Yeah. Like, I'm so proud you that we're I, able to do that now as a country. It doesn't matter whether I, they identify as. What they did is bad. <laughs> yes. I think that's the true, like... That's the true leftist... Leftist is like removing this whole idea of like, does it matter what your identity is? I mean, sorry, what's your gender or like your sexuality? It's like, no, we're just going to judge you based on your actions. Yeah, that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea behind this. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. Okay, another tag they just dropped. Patriarchy. Another keyword. Patriarchal. They, they, they checked the box there. Yeah. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. Listen, like, those platitudes are are correct. Like, yeah, you shouldn't uh, be ashamed of who you are. Okay. Yes, we know. Uh, that. You should be proud of your accomplishments. Yes. All that stuff. And she's saying she's Latina. And she's proud to be working for the CIA, an organization that may or may not, depending on what nation she came from, supported a horrible uh, authoritarian capitalist regime during the 60s, 70s, or 80s throughout the South America, throughout South America, and led to the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. And she's proud to, to be working for them. You know, what a girl boss. Like, how is this even, <laughs> how is that okay? The, the, the. Problem here is the CIA is just trying to fix their image because everybody hates them. Yes, literally everybody on the left and the right hates them. Yeah, because so, the left think knows their past history and what they really are. They yeah. support uh, coup d'etats and they try and support U.S. hegemony worldwide. Mm-hmm. And the right wing hates them because they believe that they're quote unquote the deep state of like liberal appointees and that they really run the things behind the scenes. So nobody likes them. No. So I guess right now, and, and I don't know they're, why they need like recruitment advertising. They, they already don't. Get, they already get a shitload of resumes and whatnot. They're they're one of the most prestigious uh, places to uh, apply to. Right. Like, everybody's applying to them. You yes. have a great paying <clears throat> jobs and all the shit. Right. Right. So like they don't have a like um, they don't have an issue recruiting people. Right. This isn't a recruitment ad, even though they're framing it as such. It's this is just like a public image ad. They're trying to look woke like any other organization, like uh Ben and or not Ben and Jerry's. What the fuck? That's Uncle it. Ben's Ben and Jerry's. Uncle Ben's doing a brand change, or Aunt Jemima doing a brand change. Yep. Or uh potato Mr. Potato Head going just by Potato Head. Yeah. It's it's just that. See, it's I, just a brand or organization. Just trying to be trying to look woke or look progressive mm. in people's eyes just publicly right not do anything um to fix the means uh, like the material means of people not to help people it's just for the image <clears throat> that's yeah. the problem with all these things okay let's move on so apparently a bunch of okay what do, we, what do you want to talk about how, how long have we been doing this i don't know probably a couple minutes so i saw an article on cbc while i was browsing and and the title, <laughs> Proud Boys Canada may have disbanded, quote, in name only, researchers warned. You don't say. You don't say. Of course they they only disbanded in name only. Just because you disband an organization doesn't mean uh, the members of that organization cease to believe in everything they believed yeah, in they prior to joining their the values. <laughs> like, it's not what's happening. So, obviously, yes, it states here that ca- the members of the Proud Boys may continue to organize and promote hateful views, even though their national organizations have disbanded. And like there was an example of like they went on to form uh, the Proud Boys chapter based in Hamilton is now using the name Canada First, which is a reference to America First, which was the pro-Nazi movement. Uh, Yeah, that's straight up a fascist uh, slogan. Right. And they still exist. They're sharing blatantly pro-Nazi material on their Telegram. They probably directly hate Jews. Just outwardly hate Jews. I mean, that wouldn't be surprising. 
if they're right-wing extremists. I, I don't know. I haven't seen the proof, but I would assume so. Right. And they were banned because of uh, they were put on the official list of terrorist entities, even though they, they've never done any terrorist attacks. So I think that's odd. But I don't like them. I don't no, like them to bad. disappear. They're fash. And if, there was about... anti-fascist. There's about 12 Proud Boys chapters in Canada, mostly in major cities, including Vancouver, Calgary, Saskatoon, and Toronto. We had one in Winnipeg. They said they were changing their name or disbanding or something like that, but it's just a name change. It's a rebrand. Yeah, it's just a rebrand. They didn't go away. It's still around. Al-Qaeda became Al-Nusra, became whatever. Well, Al-Nusra in Syria... Yeah, in Syria, Al-Qaeda was called Al-Nusra in Syria, and then they announced that they were going to changed their name to Tahrir al-Sham, and they were mm. no longer jihadists. They were no longer in favor of uh, extremist Sunni Islam, which is ridiculous. All the fighters we're fighting aren't just going to all of a sudden, you know, if you're picking up an AK-47 for Islam, you're not just going to suddenly decide against jihad. Yeah. No. It's just a brand renaming. It's just ridiculous. I'm trying to know. get that CIA money. The fact that these groups exist, though, is a bit scary. What, the Proud Boys? No, just like these, all these different, um, different organizations, like actual organizations where people are chilling together. Yeah, that's what they do. Talking about uh, right-wing extremism. This is why... Like, n- this doesn't really exist on the left as much. Why doesn't it exist on the left? There's, why aren't there's we organizing? There's a couple things, like uh, some union shit that, uh, that exists, but that's about it. And this is something that I brought to alarm back in was it february yeah we need to have leftist based organizations that are ready to fight back that's that's against the values of leftism though how is it though because the hierarchy thing right so you can form you can form an organization that's decentralized but still organized yeah i know but that's much harder you could also what there are tankies there are authoritarians i don't agree with them but you think that they they would have put something together i know but they don't like the right wingers no, they don't. So you'd think that they would do something. I don't want. I don't want to have the power either. I don't like them either. No, but at least there, there, there should be some group. There should be some unified, just general unified group that has a little bit of power that we can flex uh, on political issues. But it's only the only the right wing. It's only the right wing that North has America. it. So like these extremist groups, if shit is the fan, right? If we go into a civil war, now the possibility of that is very low. Yeah, but if if it did happen, these people are going to be fighting on a fascist side. No right? shit. Yeah, they're going to be fighting on an authoritarian capitalist uh, or authoritarian capitalist uh, set of values. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's that's the big problem. We don't have that organization on the left. So how do we organize in a scenario like that? I don't, it doesn't look like there's been any real attempts. No significant attempts. So. Like that's why that's why unions are really good. It's because once because unions are uh, primarily left wing. For the workers. Somewhat, yes. Right? Um, not not like police unions, but other unions, right? Yeah. We have really weak unions. Yes. Like, what is it? Union work or workers around the world or something like that? You know what? Oh, we're, uh, workers of the world? Yeah. What was it? Uh, the International Workers of the World. Yeah, so that's an international... The IWW. Kind of anarchist, socialist... Uh, yeah, the one big union. Yeah. That's kind of the idea. Mm-hmm. Behind that, they don't have that much power. Well, not really. in North America. No. They have power in Europe. Yes, yes. But here, like, we don't have it here. Not really, no. That's the only real, like, organization that I know of. We don't have many ideological unions in Canada. No, we don't. Which is bad. I agree, yeah. It's bad. So, that's something that could help. And also, what's going on is the whole sexual assault tribunal over, like, the military in Canada. That bringing people into the House of Commons and questioning them who may have knowledge about... The whole allegations about, you know, former uh, General Vance of the armed forces and the sexual assault allegations against him and what the military was doing, you know. So apparently the conservatives want liberals to fire uh, his top advisor over how his government handled the sexual misconduct crisis in the military. So O'Toole said his party put forward a motion before the House of Commons, uh, which is going to be debated soon. It calls on the dismissal of Katie Telford, the Prime Minister's Chief of Staff. Okay. So apparently the, the Prime, Trudeau knew about the, the whole allegations about General Vance in 2018, and then they handled it. Within the system? Within the system, it appears. So, yeah. That's, that's a problem. But the Chief of Staff says uh, she didn't know it was a hashtag me too allegation against General Vance. It doesn't but, matter if what it's the fuck a hashtag me too. But who cares if it's for a me too or not? Is sexual assault. Just because it's not on Twitter doesn't mean it didn't happen. 
doesn't mean it's not wrong, right? Right. And then because the NDP- it's on Twitter doesn't uh, validate the uh, whole thing. Yeah, and then what was it the NDP came out? Uh, Jugmeet Singh said it's not acceptable for a member of the prime minister's staff to take the fall. It's squarely on the prime minister's shoulders. That's what Jugmeet Singh what, said. What, what does he mean by that? He's saying because the the conservatives want the chief of staff to be fired, prime minister's chief of staff to be fired. Okay. And the NDP is saying why. It's the Trudeau's fault. It's the Prime Minister's fault. Why should the Chief of Staff take the blame when it's but didn't, the Prime Minister's fault? Didn't she just not take it seriously? I don't know. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. Like I'm, I'm confused about why they would say that if this woman didn't take it seriously because it wasn't a hashtag me too. I don't know. Justin Trudeau has said that while he was his staff... Justin Trudeau has said that while his staff had been aware of the 2018 allegation, he was not privy to the details until the reports surfaced publicly. More recently, he said that Telford was unaware that it was a hashtag me too allegation. So he's claiming he didn't know enough about it at the time. And conservatives are saying, okay, fire your uh, chief of staff. And then the NDP are like, no, it's your fault, Trudeau. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just a mix. Like what? <laughs> Uh, the NDP seem to always come out against Trudeau about everything. Everything he does is the NDP just hate, um, which is usually uh, valid and understandable. But in this case, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know the details enough, really. Uh-huh. I Granted, the guy that did the sexual assault. Mm. What's his name? General Vance. General Vance. Accused of it. Accused of it. Probably did it. Um, but it has not been proven yet in a court of law. Uh, but if he did do it, 100% piece of shit should be fired. Yeah. Should be uh, convicted. But like, if, if Trudeau didn't know about it, Trudeau didn't know about it. But if Trudeau knew about it and tried to hide it, yeah, apparently we which got... is kind of, I think, what the NDP is accusing them of, then or yeah, that, fuck Trudeau. Yeah, you're the leader, and so you should take the fall for whatever your stupid staff does. That's basically the NDP's take. Yeah, but if, and he, I, if there's he wasn't another, privy to the details, then... There's another testimony by former PMO top advisor, Elder Marquis who testified before the committee, said he was notified by Telford or by one of the staff members, I guess he can't remember, of an allegation of, quote, personal misconduct against Vance. He said he didn't believe the prime minister was briefed about the matter at the time. Okay, so Trudeau probably... Possibly didn't know. Possibly didn't know, so it's not his fault if he didn't know. How could he yes. deal with the problem if he didn't know about it? It's kind of like the sexual assault uh, thing that happened in Bernie Sanders' campaign. Yeah, it's uh, like one of the one And of then the he was staff. attacked about it before he even knew about it. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And then when he found out about it, he fired the dude. Yeah. Obviously. So there I you mean, go, problem like, solved. I, I hate to defend Trudeau there. Yes. But you kind of have to be uh we support the principled. NDP. <laughs> yes. There. That's kind of kind of like weird for the NDP to do. Um that staffer uh that didn't take it seriously uh should of course step down. The chief of staff, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if it's your job, she won't step down. She won't. No, no, the, the prime minister would have no to fire one takes her. it seriously though. That's why. Prime Minister would have to fire her. Um, he should. I, I think so. Everybody in this cabinet is getting fired. Everybody's getting hired. Okay, listen. There's so many things that Bill has Moore, happened yeah. in his cabinet that is just awful. And it, it's, it's kind of shitty because he's kind of on the left on a lot of issues. And this is just going to um, give more power to the, um, to the conservatives, I think. Some of his cabinet, but his cabinet is getting wrecked over like conflicts of interest and shit. Yeah, like that isn't like, necessarily. Like, I know that's how like Canada's, corruption, um, corruption accusations with Trudeau himself. Yeah, I know. There's so many. There's so many possibilities just for um, scandals. Like, yeah. why are you just allowing that to happen? He's, what are you doing? I don't know. We, was it? The like, governor general was being toxic. You had that he appointed <laughs> or something, and then you had Bill Moore knew his uh, conflict of interest. Then you had the whole other situation with the funding of. Personal protective equipment was a former, uh, they were buying from a former liberal minister's company and all that stuff. Like, it's just, like, it there's so endless. many things that you, you just didn't cross your T's enough. And now it's uh, biting you in the ass. And now you're just giving more fuel for the conservatives to win the next election. Right. And, and that's the, here's the problem with Canadian politics. It's a game of tennis. Yeah. It's like... Conservatives hit it, and liberals hit it back, and conservatives hit it, and liberals hit it back, and the NDP, NDP doesn't do get to play. NDP doesn't get to play. No. So I don't know. I don't know about that. When is Canada going to go, okay, maybe we should go more left? It's not. We have hardcore conservatives here, bro. We are literally America light. Uh, so that was the Canadian perspective. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.